6-6. Fastest ever 50 in the Big Bash. Travis Bird take a bow. Well, it's time to start the show. Outstanding from Jake Weatherall. He comes back for two. The 18th Big Bash 100, but the first in a final. Romanian, Pavel Florin, the bodyguard. You look at him there. Almost to square a jaw for TV as he's in. And the first ball is well flighted. to the Centre Wicket Podcast on 91.3 Sport FM. Here's your host, Ethan Rock. Hello and welcome to the Centre Wicket Podcast on 91.3 Sport FM once again. I'm Ethan Roth alongside Bray Leverage and Bray, history was made uh, yesterday with that India series finishing. How are you and what did you make of that? Yeah, I'm good Ethan. Uh, yeah, t- Difficult, I'd say, last two hours of that cricket game um, for an Australian perspective, but... Uh, Good series, but uh, big talking points definitely mm. coming out of yeah. the game. I know you're not too happy with the skiffer, but um, next to him, we're ha- lucky to have a special guest in the studio. B- fair resume. Uh, 88 first-class matches with 932.50s, high score of 181. 109 T20s with 950s, a high score of 94 not out. 119 list A games with two tons and 2150s, top score of 145. Um, he's played all around the world, including domestically for WA, Tasmania, Hobart Hurricanes. Um, he's featured in the IPL as well as in the Sri Lanka, New Zealand and Bangladesh T uh, T20 tournaments. Um, and last but not least, he's played four T20 internationals for Australia. These days, he's down at our Wanneroo districts in the Premier Comp here in Perth. Travis Burt, welcome to the Centre Wicket Podcast. Thanks for thanks so much for coming on. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. Um, so you were born in Sale, Victoria, in Gippsland, I believe, um, and represented the Australian under 19s. What were the early times of your cricketing life like? Uh, yeah, so I was I was born in Sale. but actually grew up. Um, a f- 15 k's out of sale, a little yep. town called Stratford. Um, yeah, so basically my, my early years and my early cricketing years were based around a, a place called Bundalagua, which is in between sale and Stratford. Yep. And there's no town there. It's There's a primary school and there's two cricket grounds. So it's all agricultural yep. and it's all farming. And yeah, there's, well, I guess in Victoria, there's some well-known cricketers by the names of the last name of Rigglesworth and... Ian Rigglesworth represented Victoria, I think in the maybe mid-90s. And yeah, it's just a really strong club. I've been in contact with, I'm sort of always in contact with them at the moment. And, you know, they're, they're fielding at the moment, I think, six or seven uh, senior teams. Okay, so yeah. for, a, for a club that doesn't have a town... Yeah, um, it's decent. Yeah, they're, yeah, and they're well-renowned in Victoria. There's a lot of premier clubs from over there have travelled down there for practice games earlier in the year and... Yeah, they're a very strong club. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, so you made your Tas- uh, you made Tasmania's highest uh, ever one-day score of 145 
in the 2004-2005 after making your debut a year prior. How special was that to be also in the championship team a couple of years after that? Yeah, so that, that 145, I was actually a late, a late call-up. Oh. Um, Michael DiVenuto, yeah, so I, play, I think that might have been on a Sunday. So I played club cricket on the Saturday and I got a phone call from the the coach from the selectors just saying look come come in on sunday you'll be on you'll be on standby uh, diver has hurt his back which tended to happen a little bit back in the day and yeah i was basically a late call up and and managed to yeah get 145 so <laughs> i guess it was good to be able to that i guess that to play that the rest of that season and then that built into obviously the success that we had um, the following year winning the ING Cup and obviously a big part of that was also we had a handy player called Michael Bevan came down from New yeah. South Wales he was pretty handy and he certainly helped change the the culture and the winning mentality of that group that we had yeah you also had a two-year stint at Derbyshire um, and also played for Australia A in 2006 um, did these opportunities sort of give you belief to step up and keep putting your name out there yeah so I guess on the on the back of on the back of making my debut um, for, for Tassie, I guess the, the second year after that, I, I worked really hard with our then coach, Tim Coyle, and I guess had to change my game a little bit. And I, I scored, I think it was 850 runs at first for, yeah. for the year in the what, what was the Pure Cup back mm. then. So I guess that gave me belief to know that I could perform at, at the next level. And, you know, from there, then opportunities come up and and once again Michael Michael DiVenuto who I actually live next door to was well later in my time in Tassie but he he was a overseas pro at Derbyshire there and had been for I think five or six years and yeah once again there was a there was a late call up Um, Jacques Rudolph had had injured his shoulder or something and and basically yeah Diva looked after me and and got them to contact me and I, I got over there and performed reasonably well and on the back of that, I had to come back and represented Australia A up in the top end mm. uh, against I think India and Pakistan. So, and in, in that tour, I, I scored a hundred against India A as well. So it was a big, I guess, eighteen months, which mm. formed the, um, I guess, the early part of my career. Yeah, yeah. So after a strong two thousand nine, two thousand ten summer, you made your debut in the T twenties for Australia in February of twenty ten at the MCG against Pakistan. How surreal was that to play in that series and then the New Zealand series too where the second match had a super over, we believe? Yeah, yeah. so my debut didn't last too long. It was one off two uh, before I played a lap sweep, which is just a rogue shot, which I just really don't tend to play. But I guess the lights got a, bit, a little bit too bright for me at that stage. But I think, you know, I was fortunate enough. I'm, well, I made my debut with Steve Smith. Yeah. We've obviously gone down different paths, but... He, um, well, that game I think will probably most likely be remembered for Sean Tate bowling, mm. you know, above one sixty, and yeah. I can Fast tell you, what, it, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Uh, when you've got Sean Tate. Well, in that squad, we had Sean Tate, Mitchell Johnson, Dirk Nannis, <sighs> and uh, Ryan Harris. It was there certainly wasn't many people willing to face the bowling mm. in the nets. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, on the back of that, toured New Zealand, carried the drinks. Uh, I, I managed to play a game in Tassie, which was good. Um, and then, yeah, we toured New Zealand, carried the drinks in the first game. And then in the second game, 
misfielder to ball to Dan Christian that went for a boundary and didn't get to bat. I was the next batter in and then played in a super over and didn't do anything. And then that was <laughs> that was it. Was that yeah. one of the first super overs? Did you know? Oh, maybe. I, I remember. The, I didn't Brendan think super overs came in that early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think Brendan McCullum made... Hundred. I don't know mm. what he made. He made a hundred, and it was honestly one of the best. He was he was lap sweeping Dirk Nannis, <laughs> and it was at Eden Park, and it was oh, short boundaries. Short, yeah. but he was yeah. going to the longer boundaries, yeah, and okay. yeah, and he was lap sweeping Sean Tate, and it was just unbelievable, freakish, freakish batting, and it was a real eye opener. But yeah, it was certainly a good game. I think Cameron White and I think Michael Clark might have gotten mm. like 60 odd or something yeah. in the chase yeah. but yeah like I was I was next in I think we got him three down or tied at three down and I was next in for about eight overs and obviously just yeah <laughs> didn't, well, I was probably a little nervous but mm. yeah there was Brad Haddon was trying to talk um, the coaching staff into sending me out there for the Super <laughs> Over which I thought was a pretty rogue idea considering I hadn't even faced a ball in mm. New Zealand yeah um, so moving along to 2011 you got the call up to the Delhi Daredevils, who are now known as the Delhi Capitals in the IPL, that must have been an unbelievable experience um, to go over there and compete in that. Absolutely, absolutely. So everyone obviously sees what or has access to it now. I think for a long time, Australian audiences haven't really been able to follow it, actually follow the games um, yeah. closely. So other than you know like ESPN Cricket Info or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, to be able to be part of that was was pretty cool. It was. Yeah, I was over there on. I guess you'd say it was the minimum wage, and I was over there for twelve week, twelve weeks, which is obviously a long time. I had a young son uh, who was quite ill at the time, so it was challenging in itself, but certainly you know an experience that that I'll cherish. Mm. Yeah. And who who are the guys that were over there in your team? Any like big names? Yeah, well, of so course, they'd be big names. But. Our coach, our coach was Greg Shippard. So yeah. at that stage, he was coaching Victoria. So at at that point. I'm not sure if it's still the same now, but you could have 10 overseas players mm. on your list and, and Delhi was one of the teams that actually had 10. So because Shippy was our coach, we, we had our team consisted of Warner, Finch, Wade, Andrew McDonald, James Hopes, m- m- myself, uh, Mornay Morkel, Colin Ingram. Yeah. And... Uh, Rudolph Vandermeer from yeah. some I think he plays at Somerset mm. now so yeah we pretty much we had it was all Aussies and South Africans mm. yeah. and, and our captain was Veranda Saywag oh, and yeah. our, I guess our big name player was Irfan Patan we also had yeah Umish Yadev yeah. in our team so yeah it was it was good oh, and, and to be fair I was you know I think players that go over for that amount of money look if you play one or two games I think that's a bonus and I was fortunate enough to I don't know how many I played five or six I think so, it was five yeah yeah so I got given a fair crack I got a couple of you know 27 or 15 or something like that or 25 mm. or 13 and just didn't really just didn't nail down an actual big innings that yeah. probably would have got me back next year yeah well it is probably it is the best league in the world so to even yeah. be there you know shows the quality yeah, yeah. and of course 2020 it was in Dubai so it was in pretty much prime time for us West Aussies over here so I know we were definitely tuned Mm. in for that but probably the first time we've watched a full season of IPL Mm. was the time slot but um, 
before we get to your success in the Big Bash, you, shi- you shifted over to Western Australia later in 2011. Why did you decide to switch states and was it the right decision? <laughs> uh, I'll answer the first part of that. Well, one of one of the reasons why I shifted over was I met, I met my wife. Yep. She's yep. a Perth girl. Uh, and she, yeah, she moved over to Tassie and we lived there for a couple of years and then an opportunity presented itself to, to move back here. And I, I guess my thought process was I, I thought that we'd probably end up over here eventually anyway. And yeah, so we decided to come over. Um, and then I guess, yeah, do I regret it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like I really only played for 18 months here and then... I guess retired halfway through the season and I guess that's a regret because I I, I know um, JL came on board halfway through that season and yeah I, I just I thought I guess my thought process was he was probably going to just push younger Western Australian players mm-hmm. and we've, we've actually spoken about it since then and I guess that wasn't really going to be the case but at that stage I also had opportunities to go overseas to, to Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and, and had contracts locked up there mm-hmm. so and to be honest, I just wasn't enjoying first-class yeah. cricket as well. Yeah. It had been a bit of a struggle and, um, yeah, so it's sort of all, yeah, an avenue of just going down the T20 path yeah. sort of presented its presented itself and I chose that path. Yeah, and as you mentioned, at that time, there was a lot of, like, Bancroft, Agar, they were all, like, young, 20 in the time, Whiteman, Turner, so they were obviously looking to get them. Oh, abso- absolutely, up. and and they were all quality cricketers mm. and... Yeah, and as an older player, and regardless of what state I came from, as an older player, I just wasn't performing either. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, in hindsight, it was probably it was an easy decision to retire then. I mean, looking back, I love Tassie and I still miss Tassie. Um, things may have probably worked out different if I'd stayed there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one thing that mm. we'll never know. Now, we'll go to the Hurricanes and BBL01. Um, everything seemed to go right for you from the first match. Um, what seemed to click and talk us through what was going through your mind when you hit 20 runs off one ball off Clint McKay and then well, at the time was the fastest um, 50 in T20 cricket? Yeah, so we obviously knew what, 18 months, two years beforehand that you know the big bash was coming. So yeah. previous to that, it was just still a state-based competition. But, I mean, we can see now... 10 years later how successful the Big Bash has been and I guess that first year looking back like nobody like none of the experts I guess um, picked us as a as a finals um, candidate so yeah we just basically we had a, a good team that everyone knew their role um, Ali DeWinter was the coach and he was brilliant um, I remember yeah pretty much Phil Jakes and John, Johnny Wells opened the batting and, and generally got us off to a good start. And then we obviously we had our overseas players as well who performed. So always Shah and Ran and Avid. And then everyone else sort of slotted in and and did what they could to yeah, to to help us to be successful in that first year. Unfortunately we we gassed it in the semi final at home against mm. the Sixers and I certainly did as well. Um but yeah it was certainly a good time. Yeah and so you haven't answered the twenty the twenty oh, yeah. one ball, Clint McKay. Yeah. You probably get asked about it all the time. It's uh, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it gets um yeah, it does get bought up a fair bit. <laughs> uh yeah, so I mean that that was a game where 
I think oh, Melbourne. What did they? What did the Stars get two ten? I, I was looking at they got like two hundred. I think Luke Wright might have got you got a hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thing. And, and I think if you look in the early years of a Hobart, it was more so against the Heat. We seemed to have games where mm. we chased two hundred. Yeah, and, you know, and it was. I guess once you've once a team has done that, f- you know, the first time, you know, you've got that belief that you can go about chasing a large total like that. And look, to be honest, you just have to play your shots. Um, and I guess in this instance, I sort of I knew roughly where we needed to be in regards to Duckworth Lewis, and it was just one of those where there was a little bit of rain, or there was it was starting to rain a bit heavier, and the ball was just skidding on, and just yeah, happened to play. I think one over one over point for four, and then I knew he would bowl a slow. Was thinking he'd bowl a slow ball into the wicket, sort of sat back and hit it for four, and then yeah, I just guessed that I was going to go down on one leg, and it just happened to be a low fully, and yeah, and then after that, I actually the second one, I, I knew Cameron White was the skipper, and I could see. I just happened to look at Whitey when he went, but I, I saw that he sort of pushed with his right hand. Mm. And so that ind- indicated to me that he's obviously going to try and hit the wide line yeah. and push it across because it was long boundary to the offside. So I just walked across and just obviously it slipped and managed to pick it up. And then, yeah, same again on the <laughs> next one. Um, they always, I think those hits always look bigger, but it was still a short boundary. And obviously that stand is no mm. longer, there's a big stand there now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I mean, what people don't realise is I got out next ball. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. In, in today's game, it would have been another free hit, but yeah. Mm. After that, I um, I chopped one on. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, in 2012, you were recalled to the Australian team to face India at ANZ Stadium. What was it like to be back in the Aussie colours and bat with Matthew Wade and David Warner at the top of the order? Yeah. So look, oh, to be honest, I think when I initially got picked for for Australia, I certainly my form didn't warrant it. I think it was a little bit out of the blue, and yeah, I was certainly surprised by it, and that was just an yeah. You like to think that you can take that opportunity, but when I got picked again, I'd actually had a successful BBL and was feeling really good, and I guess my game was in a better place. Uh, and I think that was a two-game series, was it against India? I think two or three, yeah. Yeah. So in the the first game at ANZ, I, it took a while to I couldn't quite get going, and then I started. Started to get going, and then I hit a low full toss, like straight to cover off Ashwin, yeah. and it was like a diving catch. And if it mm. if it had gone a meter either side, it would have been four. And I, yeah, I guess that was well, that was the last time I played for Australia. But it was I'd actually just started to get going. So, and then after that, I think the second the second game was in at the MCG, and uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't selected there. But it, I mean, it's it's always good to represent your country. Mm. Um, yeah, and not many people get to do it, so I'm certainly fortunate enough to be able to say that I have. Mm, yeah, and, definitely. And what was ANZ Stadium like, the cricket ground? Because they haven't played there for several years yep. since the Big Rash. Is it unique? Yeah, so previous to the Big Bash, we actually played there when it was the pitches were round the other way. So, so it was they long, ran, straight, long straight. So it was versions. really long straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they obviously flipped it around, and it was—it's pretty short straight. It's yeah. you know 55, 60 meters. So yeah. I think, yeah, I guess I know now that the Sydney Sydney Thunder's in the um, 
showgrounds. out at showgrounds. That's more of a, I guess, cricket cricket venue. And I think people, CA has just mm. realised that it's probably not good for cricket. Yeah. But yeah, it's always, yeah, it was mm. pretty cool playing there. I managed to play, I think I probably played six or seven games there actually. Yeah. I played Andrew Johns there in a game. So when he was, yeah, he played for New South Wales in a 2020 game. So yeah. yeah. Good and I think that T20 game where your last T20 for Australia, I think that was the game where David Warner might have been like the first time he did the switch hit. Yep. Um, yeah, yep. that yeah, that was crazy. Like, I think that's when he started to bring oh, that in. Yeah, we obviously know how talented he is. Um, he's certainly a confident player and th- I guess the thing the thing that you see, and I think you probably heard Glenn Maxwell talk about he feels more comfortable reverse sweeping mm-hmm. than sweeping. So what you've got to understand is how hard these guys work, how many hours they put in. Mm. to actually execute shots like this so it's not a random thing that they've just thought about while they're out in the middle so yeah I do remember that shot Um, he whacked it so Mm. uh, yeah and that's and that's what you get to see when you when you play at that level Mm. you get to see the the best players in the world perform Mm. yeah absolutely Um, so BBL 3 was an interesting one for you Um, there was uh, that memorable game early on against the Heat where both uh, teams post over 200 um, at at the Gabba, and then you upset the undefeated Melbourne Stars in the semi to force um, yourself to a date with Perth in the final, which you lost, yeah. um, unfortunately for you, but good for uh, Perth fans. Um, how, how does that tournament sort of stand out for you? Yeah, so that, uh, the, because we had a couple, so it was the, the Perth, the, sorry, the Heat game, was that where, hit, I think it was Hilfenhaus hit, Four mm. and six in the last yeah. over was it? Yeah, Dunkey might have got a, yeah Dunkey got heaps of runs. Yeah, Shot good well as well, I think as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, to be honest, Gab is the best place in the world to play cricket. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess that that season and and beating the Stars, who were highly fancied throughout that year, was was an awesome achievement. There was a bit of talk prior to that final about yeah uh, Tim Payne put his yeah put his mouth. We'll put his foot in his mouth with uh, some early comments about the Melbourne Stars salary cap, which their then president Eddie Maguire jumped all over. Pretty much said, "Who are you?" And uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Payne, which is if you know Tim Payne, that's probably one of the worst things you could do. I think he ended up getting sixty odd, sixty yeah. or seventy in the final. Mm. I don't. How many did we chase? One sixty, like one seventy, one ninety or something. Oh, was it? Because I, I remember when you guys beat the the stars I was so happy because I was thinking oh we, we can easily not well I thought this at the time we can easily beat um, Hobart at oh, the Wacker yeah. and I thought obviously the stars were going to beat you guys because they finished off so yeah. no we um, yeah I, I remember yeah we we just played really well that game and, and look to be honest we yeah we had to stay in Melbourne for three or f- three or three days or something because we weren't sure where we were actually mm. going I think was it Perth Sixers the other final um, Perth's, I'm not sure that my, it, was, it was either Perth or yeah. I think it was the Sixers. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. So, look to be honest, we uh, there was some rather large celebrations after that, <laughs> and clearly we just weren't ready to mm. play in the final. We obviously played our final in the semi. Yeah, lucky so. back then there was no sort of double chance as well. So you just beat the Stars, they finished top, and they're yeah. <laughs> they're already out. Yeah, so. I know in that in the final, like I think I think we were okay. We just we dropped Craig Simmons. Mm. I think Craig Simmons got dropped early, and yeah. I think once that happened, it just and it just M- Mitch Marsh hit like three sixes in a row. Yeah. Pretty sure, so that yeah. didn't. And help. then, so what? I can't remember what did Perth make one eighty. 
was it one eighty? One ninety or something. And, then, and I mean, yeah, you've got to, you've got to get off to a good start. And I, from mem- from memory, we didn't get off to a good start. I think by the time I came out to bat, I think we need to go at like eleven or twelves, mm, yeah. and I'm, which you know, with five out, it's just it's so hard to do, and yeah. especially with that bowling attack, you know, you've got Brad Hogg and then the Quicks. It mm. was just yeah. So I mm. think. And yeah. they were sort of like I guess destined to win that as well because they lost the two previous finals so yeah. they would have obviously yeah. you know, been yeah. up and about oh well yeah. yeah well since then you've played in New Zealand Sri Lanka and Bangladesh leagues as mentioned before but how do those leagues compare to what's here with the Big Bash oh I think each league presents a different scenario so New Zealand is obviously most like Australia um the quality of cricket over there is is really good. I think you know now that Cricket Australia has you can play three overseas. I think that I guess you'd think increases the um, the standard. But yeah, New Zealand is. I, I love New Zealand. I've, I've been there a few times. Fortunate enough to play over there, and um, yeah, the standards the standards good. Uh, the I guess Sri Lanka and yeah, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. They've got their challenges just. Because where where they're located, Bangladesh is really hard. Uh, yeah, we we were pretty much dropped off. <laughs> yeah, we myself and um, Dan Harris, who used to play for South Australia, we were we arrived in town and pretty much got dropped off at, at like a political rally, <laughs> which was <laughs> which was uh, interesting. Um, and obviously, if we'd known that we were going over there for that, then we probably wouldn't have gone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and in, but I mean, in saying that, Bangladesh—it's where I got my highest score, and um, yeah, the wickets are generally pretty flat. In Sri Lanka, it, it's the same. The wickets are generally pretty flat. Mm. Yeah. Um, so after blasting 136 for Clement Nedlands in Scarborough in 2015, the Scorchers uh, got you in their squad yep. for BBL 05. Um, <coughs> what was it like to be in a, back in a professional squ- squad with those, those guys, and even Clement Nedlands, who have some talent, um, like one of our favourite guests, Tim David. <laughs> Timmy David, <laughs> now nah, he's uh, he's doing well at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, it was obviously yeah, it was obviously good to be recognised by the Scorchers as some as a replacement player. So it was good to yeah get involved and train. And unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play a game. Uh, I played uh, the Indian team was out here touring at the time. I, I managed to play a game where I think the Scorchers must have been away and. Yeah, India wanted a game and they were in Perth, so we pretty much, yeah, they put together a, a team as best mm-hmm. they could, which was pretty much made up of young, like, second 11 players. So I think, like, Hobson, like, Wilbur Zista at the time, I think Josh Inglis may have mm. played, Darcy Short. So, yeah. yeah, and obviously I played in that team and, and got some runs as well. So I thought I might have been a chance at that stage. Uh, but, yeah, it just never eventuated. Mm. Yep, so having been down at Wanneroo Districts for the last few years, what exactly is your role down there? My role is, I guess, batting coach. So this is my third year at, at the club. So my role is, uh, yeah, batting coach. And, and this year I've, I've taken a step back and just playing white ball cricket. And, yeah, this this year will probably be my last year. So I've decided it's, you know, I've spent a lot of Saturday afternoons in the field. Uh-huh. Uh, lots of warm-ups. Yeah. Lots of training on Tuesday and Thursday nights, and and yeah, as I said, obviously I've got my wife. Um, she works on weekends, and I've got a, a ten and a half and a, and a seven year old boy. So 
I mean, that just presents challenges in mm. itself to continue to, I guess, play. So, yeah. but it's been good. I've I've enjoyed. It. Obviously, I had a good time at Claremont for eight years, seven years, eight years, uh, and yeah, I guess moving to a different club was. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. They're an awesome bunch of guys. Uh, there's certainly some young talent there, which is which is also really good. Yeah, it's yeah, exciting. Um, so you're working at as the uh, state sales manager, Icon Sports. Did you yep. get the the shirt on? You saw the uh, the van when you came in. Uh, how's that going? And how much are you enjoying that? What's yeah. your what are you doing? Yeah, it's really well, yeah. So as you said, I'm state sales rep. So basically, just dealing a lot with, I guess, community clubs. We look after a few premier clubs, premier cricket clubs. Uh, yeah, it's just basically customised sporting apparel, a little bit of cricket equipment. The um, John Wells is actually the franchise owner, mm. so you know we get to work with with Wells. Obviously not at the moment. He's I think he's in Adelaide at the moment. So yeah, just enjoy it. It gives me an opportunity to to still be involved in sport. Yeah, some free bats as well, I'd imagine. Uh, I got one last year. Uh, yeah, John's not so not <laughs> yeah he's not so. Uh, it's not so forgiving this year, knowing that I'm probably going to hang them up at the end of the year. But, um, no, it's good. Like we, yeah, we get to we get to deal with, you know, a lot of cricketers. Um, we were we were involved in the Southern Smash, which oh, yeah. may have seen advertised yeah. over the I guess the Christmas New Year break yeah, down in Albany. Albany. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we did all the apparel for that, and it was good to get down there and support that competition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was a few guests uh, that we've had on that went down there for that. I know Ryan Dufford and Sean Terry were down yep. there. So, yep. Mm. yep. Um, so you you travelled over to Mumbai to play in the Australian Legends game in <laughs> last year, uh, 2020. Yep. That must have been a fun, a lot of fun to play with the likes of Klinger, Hodge, Haddon, Red, and Lachlan and Doherty, just to name a few. Against the Sri Lankan team, <laughs> it was definitely one. Yeah, that was a, it. Was an interesting trip. It was COVID was around uh, at that stage, but I guess no one knew how serious it was. Yep. So, yeah, we. So I think it worked out. I was there for ten days, and we we trained once and played one game. <laughs> uh, we didn't play very well, but yeah, Nathan Reardon smacked ninety four mm. off forty eight. Yeah. Ninety eight was it? Ninety eight off forty. Something like that. Yeah, yeah some, in so the nineties. Yeah, so. It was good to, I guess, be involved with all those guys, uh, and everyone didn't really know how serious the other teams were taking <laughs> it. And then we watched, we watched the, the first game. So I think it was, I think it was West Indies India, and I guess any any avid cricketer would probably know Tino Best from the West Indies. He was a short, little, uh, yeah, angry, yeah. fast bowler, yeah. and he was playing for the West Indies. And at the time, he I faced him before he could bowl quick. And uh, he was playing in this game, and we were watching on the TV, and he was letting them rip it, one thirty-five, one forty under lights, and we were like, "Wow, this is a bit more serious than we originally thought." But yeah, Sri Lanka batted first, and they smacked us, and then I think we were, we might have been three for four. Yeah, I think. Did you Pretty, open with Klinger? I opened with yeah. Klinger. He yeah. got out second ball, second or third ball, and then Cosgrove came out, and then he got out first ball to Dilshan, and then. I got. I still don't know how I got out. Like I, it, it was a half volley that I've somehow hit really well to mid on. <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah, we were three for four, and then Rido came out and just smacked them everywhere and nearly got us over the line. Yeah, it was and good fun. And Ben Lachlan was in that. He's still He's playing. So yeah, yeah. yeah so I, mm. I think, and I think the 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 people who arranged 
uh, for it all to come together. Uh, I don't think they were too happy with the fact that Ben Lachlan was still mm. playing, but yeah. well, he was over there and he <laughs> played, and uh, luckily, luckily he did. Yeah. He was one of our obviously one of our better bowlers mm. in the game. Luckily, and did, just, yeah, just quickly, injured. was that was that like a proper say cricket trip, or was it like real sort of like serious behind the scenes? Oh no, there was no <laughs> oh. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't serious at all. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, so it was based in Mumbai. We, yeah, we got there, we trained, we played, but then I think we were due to have, between our first and our second game, I think there was maybe an eight, seven or eight day break. Yeah. And that's when we played and then a couple of days after that's when everything sort of came together with COVID and, and fortunately enough, we had a, an ACA rep over there um, who... Was I guess in contact with the consulate over there and, and was letting us know. Well, hang on, this is a bit more serious, and we need to get you out. And oh, sorry, we we came together and and the the people the people who arranged it decided that they were going to cancel the tournament yeah. or postpone it. And and yeah, because I think the Sri Lankans needed to get back at that stage when the Sri Lankans were getting back into their country. They needed to quarantine for fourteen days. Yeah. But there was a window they had to get back by. Otherwise, it was like 28 days. So Jeez. for a team to leave, and then I, th- I think it was the same for the West Indies, knowing that it's a 36-hour trip to get back home. Uh, so I think, yeah, they pulled the they pulled the pin on it. and <laughs> yeah. We, Any we, word on when it's going to come back? Or? Uh, so at the time, they said uh, October. Um, but that sort of October came and went. But there has there's been some WhatsApp messages... Um, you know, in the last couple of weeks, about potentially finishing it off, but I, I'm not. I think it's still, yeah, yeah. probably been, yeah. unlikely. Yeah. Just, mm. yeah. I mean, at that stage, there was only f- like 50 or 60 cases in India. Yeah. Mm. And clearly now, no, I, don't, I haven't looked. I don't check, but I would have thought. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it's skyrocketed. Yeah. 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 Um, so we've got a quick uh, Q&A here from Hobart Hurricanes fan page. Um, what comes through your mind when any world-class fast bowler is about to deliver you? So what sort of comes into your mind about where you're trying to score or what, what you're trying to do? Yeah, well, I guess it depends. It depends in the scenario of the mm. game, I guess. So, you know, if they're halfway through their third over, then I'm probably looking just to see them off. Uh, I mean, if you can... Still score, then still score, but probably taking no risks. Um, and I think, as I mean, batting is all about scoring runs. So looking at opportunities where I can score. So if there's a quick bowler coming over the wicket as a left-hander, I'm looking for any width. Uh, yeah, and I guess in T20 cricket, you can you can see where the you, you can see where the bowler's trying to. I guess limit your scoring opportunities or where they're trying to get you out just by how the field is set. So, yeah, um, trying to man- maneuver around the field or trying to get through, or I, it's it's probably I guess it's a hard one to answer because it really mm. is really depends specific. On the, to depends what, on the form of the game. Depends. Yeah, who's the yeah. Bowler. Like you can say, yeah. Well, yeah. first yeah. ball in a shield game, mm. you're facing Ryan Harris at the Gabba, <laughs> or it's yeah, it's a lot different mm. to facing Shane Warne at the Junction Oval or something yeah. in Victoria. You know, yeah, it's, it's a very general yeah. question. Is that yeah. sort of something you try and tell your players, like in your coaching style? Uh, oh, there's just... Oh, oh, probably not so much that. It's just I'd like to think that we you know, we need to encourage our guys to play with more intent and mm. more intent doesn't necessarily mean just trying to hit more boundaries. So yeah. 
you've got to play with that freedom and looking to score. But then I guess one thing I sort of impress on them is you've got to earn the right to attack at times, and that's either with bat or ball. Um, there's going to be opportunities where you have to absorb pressure from the opposition, and then there's times when you can put the, the foot down. So mm. it's just recognising those moments and, and making the most of it. Yeah. All right, so we'll go to the uh, career quiz now. So we've both got the questions on our laptop and the leaderboard. Um, Sean Terry's leading on eight, Ryan Duffield on seven, and Ashton Turner at the bottom on six. So yeah, um, it's out of ten, but there's some, some bonus points as well. So. Okay. Yep. Um, so we'll start off as we always do um, what is your listed height in centimetres on Wikipedia Wikipedia yeah <sighs> 178 centimetres no. he's got it one out of one it's correct great start <laughs> is that, is that actually correct oh, 180 stiff. can I get 180 180 181 <laughs> is 6 foot, isn't it? I'll take that yeah uh, uh, Wikipedia can I say yeah, what? Yeah, no, you got it right. You got it right. Oh, 178. Yeah. No, nah, it's just, no, just, just the height. Just for oh. one, one mark. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because weight would have been, might have been, might have been a bit of an issue, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, next one. In your last T20 international, you made 17 getting out court to Ravi Ashwin. Name the uh, Indian player who took the catch. I'm going to say Suresh Rayner. Correct. <laughs> Good start here. Two yep. from two. Yeah. Um, number three, what is your IPL batting average? Oh. This, yeah, total guess. It's oh. it's an actual, like, direct on average. It's not point something, like, so it's actually... Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. I can't remember. I, th- I might have got one not out. Nah. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. It'd be like... 15 or something. Oh, he's got it. <laughs> he's three out of three. Cool. Three out of three. three. That, is a, that is a total guess. Yeah, 15 exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, off to a great start. I was batting at six and seven. Like <laughs> It actually should be higher because I was coming in. Yeah, I should have. there should have been a couple more red inks there. Yeah. Um, where are we? Not you scored four. the most runs in BBL01 out of anyone else. How many runs did you exactly score? Golden cap. Mm. Got two numbers, but I don't know which one. I know it was above 350. 354? Incorrect. It was actually 345, so you're close. Yeah. I think Mitch Marsh was second. I looked it up. And Herschel Gibbs was up there from the squatters. I thought it was was 354. (laughs) I had the numbers around the wrong way. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one. So in BBL 3, how many times did you score in the 20s in a row? And a bonus point if you can guess the team where you broke your run of consecutive 20s. So how many times did you get 20s in the 20s? And then I remember that, I sort of remember this run because I kept getting... There was a game where I wasn't out. There was a game where I got run out, direct hit from mid-on after getting sent back. And there was a game, I think Zampa got me out, caught behind where I hit my pad. So I've gone through a run of... I wasn't out of form. I was. Mm. There was a couple of games where I was like, "Well, I wasn't out," but yeah, I just get that off my chest because yeah, I don't hold a grudge. Uh, I'll say four. Yeah, four. <laughs> so, and then a bonus point if you can guess um, what team you broke that consecutive run of twenty games. I'm going to say that I broke it by not getting more than twenty. Is you that actually, no? You got higher. You got in the. Th- it was in the. Th- you got thirty three. Brisbane Heat. 
incorrect. It was the Sydney Sixers. Was so, that at SCG? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, so what's that? Four, four out of five? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've got. Um, yeah. Next one. Off how many deliveries was your 136 Claremont Nedlands against Scarborough? <laughs> got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 53. Correct. <laughs> what? 53. 136 off 53. That's, well, it's clearly a guess. Cause <laughs> oh, who would... Surprising himself here. Um, <coughs> so, That's five. Yeah. Uh, this is another one, another bonus point question. Um, in your first season for WA, what position did WA finish um, on the tw- in the 2011-12 Shield ladder? And a bonus point if you can guess what position on the ladder in your last year of 2012-13. So we'll start with 2011-12. So where did we finish 2011-2012? Yeah, and then the where did we finish 12-13? Yeah. I'll say the first year was fifth. Incorrect. Fourth. Fourth, and then the second year. We weren't very good. <laughs> we struggled a bit last. Fifth, so... Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't get a point there. <laughs> um, next one, Bray. Yep. Uh, you should get this. What cap number were you for Australia? Doesn't know. See, I told right before this when we were, I praised like he's obviously going to know this. <laughs> you seem to get beginning them right when you guess. So. Yeah. It's in the forties, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's not forty. Is it forty? <laughs> nah. Uh, I want to say forty-five. Incorrect. It was forty-two. Was it? Yeah, 42. If, am I, if I'm right, Steve Smith's 41, because if he does debut. Well, I don't, I don't know whether it goes batting order, whether it's batting order or... Because, yeah, Steve Smith's yeah. definitely the low 40s as does well. Does it say? He must be 43, I think. Uh, yeah. 42 on here, so... No, he, Steve oh, Smith. 43, be, yeah, yeah, so incorrect. So what? how many is that? Uh, I think it's six. You probably think that you'd probably know that, wouldn't you, as a... <laughs> Well, does it, it wouldn't say on the... you still got the cap. Or well, they change uh, caps in T20s, don't they? So. Yeah. Oh, I think I've yeah, got the cap. Serious. It might mm. say it on it. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think that is six off my yeah. math. Yeah. Um, so, two more questions. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, who was the commentator that said he'll have to get a Guernsey with the New York Yankees when you hit that 20 off one ball? Who was the commentator that said that? Mark Wall. Mark Wall is correct. Yeah. Seven. He's overtaken Ashton Turner. Tied, tied with Ryan Duffield. Yeah. On the leaderboard. So you can go equal top with Sean Terry if you get this. Um, yeah. Who am I? Question. Yeah. Be a tough one to finish. Who am I? I was born on the 15th of March, 1983, and am a true Tasmanian. You might know me from for finishing on 99 test wickets. Huh. Yeah. Ben Hilfenhaus. He's got it. Correct. And then Do I get more points for getting it earlier? <sighs> or I, th- I mean, the previous guests have got earlier. We haven't awarded them, so... Is it the same question you asked? No. Uh, no, it's just... Depending. Yeah, who was it? Ryan Duffield got one real early, I think it was. Oh, um... He, his one. John- yeah, because it was Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Wells. Wells. He got, like, the second part of it. It was yeah. like... And yeah. then the second part of that yeah. question, just, yeah, he hit that six to win the game. Yeah. Um, oh, I just know that Hilfie's on 99 no, no, test, no, test weekends. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's that? 
set eight. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was. Yep, eight. Yeah. We might have to do it later on. We might have to do a tiebreaker sometime. <laughs> you and, you and Sean Terry two, yeah. two wins, unless someone gets higher than that. Um, but we'll quickly go to our thoughts on the the Test summer. India two two out of three summers they've won two one <laughs> in the Test series. Bray, we'll start start with what you want to say. Oh well, be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, cool. if Tim, he played with Tim Payne, <laughs> so going to be careful. No, I, I just. I feel Australia, we just crack on day fives when it's tight. So it happened in Headingley, in the Ashes. It happened to even at like Sydney uh, this year. Yeah. We should have probably won that. And then in the Gabba Gabba test on day five. I don't know what it is. I remember there was probably four or five chances that Australia could have had for wickets, but the field was too deep, mm. I feel. And I'll say, and they, they were still needed 50 odd runs. Um, so you could still have field regular, not have them 10, 20 metres deeper than normal. Yeah. So, I, in my opinion, field should have been up. Um, whether it's the captain or not, if what it's him, think, might need how it. Long, how much longer do you reckon he'll last? Because there's that series coming up with South Africa. Um, so well, I, think, I, I actually think, because I saw a thing on Instagram today, it was something Justin Langer said, it was like, if you have a problem with our team then uh who is it what is it so maybe that could be mm. looking at something in the yeah, team it's just who would replace him as the next captain. Yeah, yeah. thing. that's not real i mean people say pat cummins but fast he, i reckon it, really. pat, uh tim payne does the role very well in the team he's a very good keeper he bats at seven very well but then he's a good captain but then he just sometimes cracks under pressure in my opinion what are your thoughts Trav? because it's happened three times I, in two years uh, I would say, I would say maybe in in Headingley, they mm. did. Yeah. But after watching what's happened here the last couple week and a half, two weeks, I th- I think that you're understating India. Yeah, they they, they, they did well play they very played. well. Yeah, and maybe yeah. and as well looking at, I think obviously Nathan Lyon and Mitchell Stark probably weren't at the caliber, yeah. the caliber, yeah, the Mitchell level Stark definitely that wasn't they needed to be. And that's that just puts pressure on, yeah, on the other two bowlers. Uh, I guess I, I'd ask you a question: Would you day four? Would you have declared earlier? Probably not, because the runs were only just above three hundred. I reckon yeah. when they got bowled out was probably when they would have declared anyway. Three hundred and twenty so odd runs. If you if you're watching the cricket, how many of the experts were saying I would declare now? Yeah, they all, so all said. Yeah, how, that's how quickly it can change. Yeah. So we're viewing. That's I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Is yeah. they obviously they know inside that group of sixteen players and forty support staff or yeah. how many staff they've got. I guess what the plan is or how they're going to execute, how they can win this game. Yeah. And then obviously tactically out there, there's tweaks and, and changes that you have to make. Now, that's not always just on the captain. Yeah that's the bowler can set the field as well mm. uh, and I know I know Payne missed obviously in Sydney missed a couple of chances and he was made to eat humble pie after his comments and look maybe he maybe it is a bit too much um, but yeah I mean I think he's done considering where things were yeah, he's I done think he's done job. I think he's done a great job mm. I think there may be changes um, yeah. I would I would be really shocked if him if Tim Payne wasn't captain or keeper, I guess moving forward, based on the fact of 
yeah, how he's been able to contribute both with the bat and with the yeah with the gloves. Yeah. Uh, like that knock in Adelaide showed he can do that seven roll very 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 well. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, I, I do get I do get a bit frustrated when you know you you read on social media about you know, bring him in, bring him in, bring him in, or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's not it's not that easy because yeah. you know they might not they might not have been performing. Um, I think everyone agrees that Tim Payne's probably the best gloveman mm. in the, in the country. So, and Alex Carey's there in the wings. I think Josh Inglis. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if Josh Inglis is playing for Australia in some form yeah. sooner rather than later. Uh, I think obviously Josh Philippi as well, probably yeah. shorter form. Mm. I, well, there's I think that that tour of um, because the test when the test squad goes to South Africa, yeah. the T Twenty team's going to be in. New Zealand, so there's going to be heaps of opportunity in yeah, that middle absolutely. order. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look, if that, I, yeah, if that's, uh, if that tour to South Africa goes ahead, I think I think that's probably still up in the air mm. at the moment. I, I don't know, but I would have thought it's still up in the air. There's a lot of boxes that have to be ticked before that proceeds, but it would be interesting to have then two teams playing mm. in two different countries. Yeah, they've done uh, it. It has happened before. Are we still a chance to get that test series over here? Because I remember there were rumours saying, oh yeah, Perth could hold mm. the series because of well, what's happening in South Africa. But the, I haven't heard anything isn't else. Isn't the Ashes supposed here next summer? I think yeah, we got the Ashes. No, but like, I think they're going to have it oh, here like, in March yeah. oh, sort of thing. I'm not sure. Perth, I don't know. Best time zone mm. for South Africa. South Africa, yeah. they can have a crowd. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm. they were, apparently they were trying to arrange that. Because, yeah. well, if you think of it, S- S- Cricket South Africa, whatever, what are that organisation over there? Mm. Is it Cricket South Africa? I'm not sure. They can get money for crowds if we have games in Perth because we can have what? Are we up to 75 capacity yet here in Perth, whatever it is? Mm. Um, you can have crowds. Cricket South Africa can get uh, profit from that. Mm. So... It, be pretty smart to have it but then you also think yeah they want the home yeah. conditions yeah exactly um and also just the t- p- test players that are probably in some strife i can the one name that comes to my head is matthew wade i don't i think his time could be up at test level um just couldn't get the runs mm, obviously yeah, you got yeah. thrown into the opening did a pretty good job of that considering he's ever done it yeah I I, and uh, like if you spoke if you'd speak to matty wade he'd he'd be disappointed with the fact that I think in a couple of times he's thrown his wicket away and yeah. just when I guess when you're trying to hold on and, and trying to I guess that get that big score you've just yeah I guess maybe you go away from your game plan I think last year he probably went into his shell too much mm. against New Zealand and I don't know whether you know then he, he's then had chats to um, the coaching staff but it seemed like he was playing fairly attackingly or fairly attacking which I think he's a better player when he does that, but once again, it, it comes down to the scenario about when you, mm. you know, when you should attack and when you need to defend. So, but I think you're right. I think he's probably under most pressure, and mm. yeah, I think I think the bowl. To be to be honest, I think the bowlers just look tired. Like it's been yeah, a big yeah. workload, and um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if there was someone like Jai Richardson was in the mix mm. for South Africa. Yeah, whether he's done enough bowling now. Obviously, Ness is there. I'm not sure James Pattinson. What mm. I think he's injured at the moment, but there's enough fast yeah. bowling going around to. Yeah, and uh, Ben McDermott is one name that's been thrown up to potentially be in that middle order. Um, obviously, he's been dominating the big match. Yeah. But he's actually done all right in the Shield as well. Um, but we'll yeah, I love him. Yeah. He's so good. 
Yeah. He, he had a good tour game mm. against India, one of, I think, whether it was the SCG one or the Chamoyan Oval game. He yeah. had a pretty good knock there, mm-hmm. I think. Did he get 100 in I one of them? Did, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, and he was a late, I think he was a late call-up for that game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, with so. uh, Pekoski, I think. He was the in for Pekoski yeah. after the concussion. Um, but I still reckon... I, in honest, in honestly, I reckon Josh Philippi is, let's say, the next keeper. But then you think Carey will get it before him, before yeah. I reckon, because Philippi has not played... Well, he can't get a game in Shield Cricket. For Red WA, Bull for yeah. WA. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I'd find it. I'd be... Yeah, I I think Inglis... Oh, yeah. Philippi in short form, yeah. yes, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think... I think English. I don't think English is too far. Because Philip, Philip is not really like I know he's a keeper, but he's also not a full-time keeper as well. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so. Um, yeah, and and whether it depends on I guess how long if he does continue, Tim Payne continues, then yeah, it might be one where I don't know how old Alex Carey is, but I, I know age twenty nine thirty. So yeah, yeah, so it might be one he might get skipped. Maybe mm. um, they might just see an opportunity yeah. to bring English in. Yeah. He's obviously. And he's a he's a I think he's a better keeper than yeah. Alex Carey. So yeah. I'd love yeah. to see Carey in, but just yeah. the opportunity, I guess, because Tim Payne he is that what he's thirty thirty six thirty six yeah, yeah. thirty six he's could have say four years I reckon at most maybe more. Um, he probably played domestic still. Yeah, like, and after. then Carey will be thirty. Two, 30, 33 yeah. whatever if mm. Tim Payne's 40 yeah. uh, when he retires um, but then would you want to bring someone young like an Inglis mm. yeah so it's interesting it's good it's good sort it, of it would be, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what the years come with all the, the come mm. well, what will happen yeah it's a good issue to have to a lot yeah. of selection issues. Um, we'll quickly talk about the big bash Um, the Scorchers they won last night against the Brisbane Heat absolutely Dominated. Um, I just want to ask Trav a question. Yep. Um, how much do you sort of pay attention to the Big Bash, and then who? Do you, where does your lo- do loyalty still lie to the Hobart Hurricanes? Oh, absolutely. Or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely, Hobart. So, um, well, my best mates, the coach Adam Griffith, he yeah. was over here in Perth for a long time. So, uh, like after the game a couple of nights ago, like I just was texting him, <laughs> just saying how much I love Reg, like um, Ben McDermott. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. My loyalties lie with Hobart, mm. so I never played for Perth. Yeah. So if they win or lose, like I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch the games if they're on TV. Mm. I won't sort of go out of my way um, mm. to watch them, but I think it's been, yeah, I think it's been a good standard this year, and it's good to see some younger players come yeah. through and perform. I know Sanger and Davies from the Thunder have been good mm. to watch, and. Yeah. Uh, Baisley from the Heat, yeah. he sort of caught my eye as well. So, uh, what's his name from the Heat? The Bowler. Oh, um, David Bartlett. Yeah, Bartlett. He's yeah. been good as well. He got X factored yeah. out. Press Bartlett got X factored out last night. Yeah, after his first over. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's been an impressive young talent as well. But that's that. Like I, we talked about it the other day, Ethan. The uh, how the Big Bash came from state cricket to the franchise cricket. Yeah. Um, it's sort of because it's created two more teams. So it creates more opportunity for the younger guys who can't or aren't stay in the eleven for the state team all yeah. all the time. So what, what was the state big bash like to play in compared to the oh, when it's cities? Yeah, it was just it was obviously the same players that you played against in shield yeah. cricket and yeah. and one day is but you know, was there internationals? Was <coughs> yeah, because yeah, Chris yeah. Gale I remember played for WA. Yeah. yeah, okay. We 
so that was pretty much dominated. So we had Rana and Naveed, um that yeah. year. So I think maybe two years prior to that. Uh, Victoria were Victoria were really strong at that stage and yeah, they, they were unbelievable at twenty twenty cricket. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of players that had played overseas in I guess the county cricket, which they had been playing at for a, a number of years yeah. already. So they sort of I guess had a jump start on everyone else. But yeah, they were it was good. Like it was big crowds. I remember we played yeah, we played Victoria in a final and it would have been six or fifty thousand there. Oh, the MCG. Yeah, the MCG. So not bad. Yeah, it was probably a good. Yeah, it was a good indicator of how successful the Big Bash was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and just before we uh, close the episode, who 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 are our favourites for the to take out the Big Bash this summer? Sixes are probably hard to go by. Mm. Are think, they two games clear up the yeah, top? Yeah, I think they'll go back to back personally. Unless some unless something cracks, but they're definitely going to finish top. I think on the leaderboard. Just mm. depends if they can go all the way in the finals. And they're going to get. I know they might rest some of the test players, but Sean Abbott will probably yeah. play. Um, Enriquez didn't play test, Smith. so he'll play Smith potentially. Line um, depends if Stark start. needs a rest. Yeah, but so. and then I remember last night though, I think it was Andrew Simons was saying, "Oh yeah, will they bring uh, Labuschagne and those guys straight back in?" He's like, "No, Swepson. might might give Labuschagne a rest." <laughs> I think someone said, and then. Someone was like, you kidding? It's Martin's love of Shane. All he does is <laughs> want to play cricket. So yeah. he'll definitely go back into the heat side. Yeah. yeah. Who, what so about you, Trav? Who do you think will claim the oh, title? I'm just going to stick with Hobart. Yeah. I think they got off to a good start. And yeah. I think they've got Wade to come back in. Mm. Yep. So when you look at most teams, they've got a scary bat. And that's the funny thing. Like you, I think you look at the Sydney Sixers and they, I don't think they've got a batting they've got a batting lineup that really scares people mm, I don't yeah. think obviously they've got talent Philippi at the top and Silk and obviously Enrique, Enrique's to come Daniel in Hughes as well yeah but like I think I look at Hobart and you've got Wade to come in open with Short then you've got McDermott Milan, Milan David uh, Timmy David I mean <laughs> what a talent what a superstar so <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, who knows? It could be anyone's guess. You've got the Perth Scorchers. It'd be interesting to see how they now go away from home a little mm, bit. They get Cam so, Green back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it would be interesting to see. So I think it's all... Yeah, yeah I think it's probably Perth, Perth Sixers, and I'll stick with the Hurricanes. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll leave it there, Trav. Um, huge, huge thanks, Dan, for coming in and uh, reflecting what's been a very good career and talking some career as well. Um, but, yeah, wish you all the best with everything moving forward. No worries. Thanks for having me. Um, Until next time, for Brian and I on the Settlement Podcast on 91.3 Sport FM. Thanks for listening.